This is the J. Scott Outdoors podcast on Western big game hunting and fishing brought to you by GoHunt.com Insider. Research faster, hunt more. Go to GoHunt.com forward slash insider and use the J. Scott promo code when signing up to receive a $50 Kuyu gift card. I'm your host, J. Scott. And I live and breathe hunting and fishing, spending half the year in the field experiencing God's creation. I hope you'll enjoy hearing about our adventures. Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today we've got a great episode with Kelly Cox of iVideoWildlife.com out of Utah. And speaking of Utah, I want to remind you that March 3rd is the deadline for the Utah Big Game Applications so make sure to get all of your applications. You can do everything online. Uh, get all of that completed prior to the March 3rd deadline. Also like to remind you about the Desert Christian Archers uh, turkey hunting seminar that Dar Colburn and I are putting on uh, in conjunction uh, with the Desert Christian Archers. Uh, it is Tuesday, March 15th, starting at 6 p.m., it's in Phoenix, Arizona at the Calvary Community Church in the Fellowship Hall. The address is 12612 North Black Canyon Highway. Uh, we're going to have a bunch of videos. Uh, we're going to have question and answer session with the audience, and um, it should be a good time. They're also going to be uh, giving awesome raffle prizes, uh, primos calls, a bunch of door prizes, refreshments, um, and it's going to be... Uh, should be a great time. They're asking if you do come to um, support the Calvary Community Church uh, Mana Ministry, the Food and Toiletries Drive. Uh, please bring any non-perishable food items or toiletries, soap, toothpaste, deodorant, uh, and any canned foods, non-perishable foods. So uh, look forward to seeing you guys out there. If you are listeners of this podcast, uh, make sure to look me up um, there on March 15th. Make sure to look look me up. I'd like to shake your hand, so come introduce yourself. And uh, guys, I'd like to thank the sponsors of this podcast. Uh, first and foremost, the title sponsor of the podcast, GoHunt.com Insider, uh, for all of their support that they've uh, given this podcast, as well as PhoneScope, Utah Hydrographics, Wilderness Athlete, Western Hunter, and The Outdoorsman's. So I'd ask you to support those sponsors within this podcast. You're going to hear uh, some differ, different uh, commercials, and uh, you'll uh, find out where you can go visit them if you haven't already. And I just want to thank them for your, their support. I want to thank you guys, the listeners, for your support of this podcast. I uh, appreciate uh, all of the positive comments on iTunes that get left and the uh, five-star ratings. If you haven't done that, I'd please ask you to do so. Uh, also, uh, I appreciate all of the emails that I get at jscottoutdoors at gmail.com. I take into consideration all of the uh, comments and questions and feedback that I get. So a lot of episodes that you guys are calling for, uh, you're going to see uh, on the podcast over the next couple months. So I just want to thank you guys for supporting uh, this podcast. So let's get right to the episode now with Kelly Cox of iVideo Wildlife. Also, I appreciate all the emails that I get on my email at jscottoutdoors at gmail.com. And I want to thank you guys, the listeners and the supporters of this podcast. Without you guys, uh, this podcast wouldn't be possible also like to remind you, Colburn and Scott Outfitters, uh, we have a few openings for the 2016-2017 Coos Deer Hunts uh, next December and January, uh, both guided and self-guided. Uh, you can send me an email at jscottoutdoors to inquire. You can go on our website, uh, colburnandscottoutfitters.com. Also, uh, the the jscottoutdoors.com has the most recent Mexico coos deer photos and such. Uh, I haven't updated them yet for the Colburn and Scott Outfitters uh, website. Uh, you can follow along our adventures at jscottoutdoors on Instagram and my associate Dar Colburn at Dar Colburn. We just uh, got finished last night with 
the Desert Bighorn Sheep, the Arizona Desert Bighorn Sheep Society, a fundraising banquet and uh, had a huge turnout, 650 people. It was sold out compared to the a uh, little over 500 last year and a bunch of money was raised. Uh, they auctioned off the uh, Arizona antelope tag, the uh, Arizona Rocky Mountain Bighorn Sheep tag. They auctioned off a uh, Navajo mule deer tag, uh, another Mexico uh, desert sheep tag, and some New Zealand stuff. Uh, there, was, there was a lot of great hunts. It was great to see a lot of you guys out there. Uh, thanks to those guys that uh, came up and uh, introduced themselves and um, had a lot of people come up saying they love the podcast and I appreciate every one of you. So guys, let's get right to the episode with uh, Kelly Cox of iVideo Wildlife. Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today we've got a cool episode with Kelly Cox of Cedar City, Utah. And Kelly owns and operates a really cool website, uh, iVideo Wildlife. And he's got a really neat YouTube channel. Kelly, how you doing? Good, Jay. How you doing today? Good. I'm excited to have you on the podcast. And um, I've been a fan of your videos for years. And I thought maybe we could start out by um, giving a little bit of background on uh, when you started your uh, website and um, how things have progressed to where we're at now. Okay. Yeah, good. First off, I want to tell you, I've been a fan of yours for probably longer than <laughs> longer than you've been a fan of mine. So I, I've watched you guys down down there in Arizona and Mexico, and you know, uh, just just dreaming about what you guys are doing down there. So I enjoy your stuff I, as well. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So yeah, uh, in 2011, um, you know, well, let's back up. You know, I, I've videoed hunts and family hunts, my personal hunts since 2004 and I'd always try to put a DVD together and, and share it with family and friends and I don't know I don't know if I was seeing the vision of the future or what but I I just felt like there was an easier way to do it than, than sharing it on a DVD and so I started a, a blog spot back in 2011 uh, just mainly because it was the easiest and cheapest way I knew how to create a website and and get it going and and uh and an easy way for me to share the videos that I made with family and friends and uh and so that was the whole purpose of the website um I uh I then started sharing other friends, you know, pictures and stories and things like that and and then I had the idea of uh you know, we had magazines and and things like that that I've watched, you know, for, for years, you know, Hunt and Fool and Muley Crazy and Eastman's and all them guys. And I just had the idea of, uh, of incorporating video, you know, into the website uh, a little more than, than just your hard, you know, covered magazines. And, and so that's what I started doing. I started sharing people's stories and, and videos as well. And it just, you know, it grew and grew, and I got more and more people sending me stuff, and then I was able to start working with some great companies and, and uh, you know, offering like a little monthly, you know, giveaway to entice people to share their, their stories with me and, and their videos with me, and, you know, it, I moved away from, from the blog spot into, a, into an actual website, and, and uh, anyway, it, it, it grew to 25,000, 30,000 viewers a month type type of deal getting on my website and some awesome companies that I'm working with in the industry so uh, that's kind of where we're at today that's awesome and I see here on uh, your website that you've got a um, hunt iVideo wildlife hunt giveaway it looks like the grand prize is a $13,750 elk hunt what's what's this all about what's that all about <laughs> so um yeah, part of part of working with such great companies like I do, you know, and you know, I've never made any money or anything like that on the website. It's always just been passion of mine to share, you know, what we all love. You know, I, I think I've shared some of your videos before in the past, and 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 you know, just just wanting to put your awesome hunts in front of viewers of mine, and and I do this, you know, 
all the time with with people all over the western United States for for the most part and anyway I just I just uh I had a partner come to me um last fall and we had the idea of uh of collaborating with with our sponsors and and going out and purchasing some 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 awesome hunts and then putting together big package deals to where we could offer these hunts to average average Joe Blow guys for basically no cost. You know, you you win the hunt with us, you're going to go on the hunt and it's not going to cost you a dime. And uh, and so we, we, you know, there was a lot of back and forth talk about how to do it and, and how we could do it, you know, financially within the website and and our power. And, and uh, so we, we launched the, you know, the hats and the clothing and the jackets and stuff like that. And so that's how you enter. You 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 buy a iVideo Wildlife hat or a jacket or a phone scope on our website or energy solar panel, you know, phone charger. Any any purchase on our website counts towards uh, one entry for that hunt. And uh, like I said, uh, we did a lion hunt giveaway this winter. A guy from Gillette, Wyoming, by the name of Cody Crinklaw, he bought a $30 hat. And, you know, it's totally random drawing. Uh, it doesn't matter if you buy a $30 hat or $300 worth of gear. And he walked away with a $9,000 uh, lion hunt package here in southern Utah, which we're excited to get him down here and go on that hunt with him. So. Awesome. I just watched, actually, a couple of your lion videos, look like with Jared Higgins out of southern Utah there. And Man, you've got some incredible footage of those lions jumping out of the tree and bait up in the rocks. Um, tell me a little bit about those lion hunts, uh, videoing those hunts. You know, honestly, I, I grew up being a mule deer and an elk guy uh, my whole life. And, you know, I, I was always the guy that, you know, and I'm probably going to raise some, raise some eyebrows here, but I was always the guy that, that you know, hated the lions or whatever you know who who needs them around type type of a guy and i think i think a lot of us are like that until we get around that animal and you see that animal in the wild and you you understand how how beautiful that animal is and how you know everything is a balance you know there there's a balance in everything do we want any one thing gone uh no you know the, I, I want an equal balance for everything. You know, I want it to be good for deer and good for for lions as well. And and honestly, lions have become one of my very favorite animals to film. You know, they're just such they're so photogenic up there. You know, uh, where a deer or an elk is just on the move all the time. You can you can get a lion in a tree or or whatever, and you can take some amazing video footage and some photos as well. So. Yeah, um, I, I really liked that video. Um, I believe his name was Long, and uh, he used his. It sounded like he had a a brother that had passed away, and and um, used that uh, his brother's gun, and um, that was. I mean, the way you started out that video, man, that just captured my attention immediately to see the emotion, and and you know, all of us have lost lost people that are close to us, and. It just, I mean, you could see it on his face and, and in his voice and, and um, it was pretty amazing to have that experience and, and, and have that hunt come to fruition at the end and be able to shoot that cat. Uh, was That was an amazing video, I thought. Well, I appreciate it. It was uh, sometimes the stars align on them things. You know, them guys had been out there hunting hard for four days before, you know, and I was busy with work and stuff and wasn't able to be with him and uh I had a break in work and and I called Jared and he said they hadn't killed and anyway I jumped down there and, and it worked out really good and I knew Jeff's story you know and 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 I wish I you know it, it was short the time I had with him I, I couldn't do a I wasn't able to do a whole lot of video on and and b-roll type stuff with him but I but I I knew this story and I knew how important it was to to capture that uh the story behind the hunt for him you know so that was important to him and i i felt like it's important to the video as well so yeah absolutely let's take a short break here and hear from our sponsors 
At GoHunt.com, we are restoring the heritage of the old and constantly redefining the new. We stay focused and put our efforts into redefining the future of Western hunting. What makes us special? What makes us different? We are the new breed of hunter. We are the customers that we serve. We are the innovators and we are the future. Visit GoHunt.com slash insider and join the movement. Use the J. Scott promo code when signing up and receive a $50 Kuyu gift card. Since 1982, the Outdoorsman's in Phoenix has made it their goal to provide the very best customer service combined with the latest and greatest optics and accessories in the business. Outdoorsman's is the leading designer and manufacturer of high-quality tripods and mounting accessories for any hunter's optical needs. Go to Outdoorsman's.com or call 1-800-291-8065 and use the J. Scott promo code until February 28th to receive 10% off all Outdoorsman's packs and pack accessories. Kelly, I know that um, the Utah application deadline is coming up here March 3rd and um, all of the animals, uh, the big game animals for Utah, uh, everybody's, it's kind of everybody's thinking about it right now, what they're applying for and what their tags they're trying to draw. Um, do you have any tags in your near future that you have enough points or you think that you're going to draw or you got anything that you're got your eye on for 2016 that you got coming up? Yeah, so I'm kind of in between, you know, as a Utah resident, I've drawn my my elk tag and I've drawn my deer tag, luckily, both of them. And so you get put into a waiting period and your points start all over. And and so uh, I don't have a lot of points um, gathered up for, for any species. But last year I put in for an antelope archery tag. And we, me and my son, and we didn't draw last year, so we're uh, we got our fingers crossed for for that one this year as far as a draw permit goes. And um, I'm kind of that in that point in my life, Jay, where um, you know my boy's 15 years old, and he started hunting when he was 12, and uh, anymore it's it's as much about getting out there with him as it is me for sure. Sure, you know so. Uh, we both should have uh, archery general season deer tags, which last year um, I, I killed a, an, an okay velvet buck at, with my bow, and and then Bridger, we we were chasing a, some you know certain uh, number of deer that we'd watched all summer long, and and we got Brid- Bridger had a rifle tag, my son, and so he was able to hunt all three hunts and. And we got him in there on the muzzleloader season, and he shot a 194-inch buck last year. So. Oh, my goodness. That's <laughs> awesome. He's 15, that... and uh, I think he's killed, well, for sure, one one bigger deer than I've ever killed. And then he's also killed two other bucks that, uh, you know, I didn't kill deer like that till I was 30 years old, I don't think. <laughs> That's awesome. And... Uh... So you're pretty much, uh, you try and look at your hunts coming up as much as looking at your hunts, you're looking at how can I draw a hunt with your son and, and you guys making an experience where you share it together. And that's more of a focus uh, for you now, uh, with him getting of the age where he really likes hunting. That's, that's pretty cool. It is, you know, um, I'm, I'm a big, big advocate of getting these kids out there. I, I wish the state of Utah would uh, guarantee these youth uh, tags for the first couple of years that they hunt. Um, I just think it's so important to to get them in love with the, our sport before they turn 16 and before they're worried about driving their truck and chasing girls and, and everything else. Uh, you know, they need these experiences while they're young and and, uh, you know, they're going to fall away from it more than likely. I, you know, I did for a few years and, but you, you know how much you love it and you, you come right back to it, you know? So. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, talking specifically, um, about elk in Utah, what units have you spent quite a bit of time, um, uh, you know, being a Utah resident, uh, which units have you spent the most time or, you know, have you been in a bunch of those elk units? I'm real fascinated. I have 16 points in Utah, and I, I just like 
asking people their opinion about some of the different units and their their perception of uh, how they are and such. What units have you been in? Yeah, so yeah, Utah's sure a tough state for for non-residents and residents alike because they're the elk tags are so hard to draw that uh, that it, it makes it tough. But I, I grew up in central Utah on the Manti uh, unit, which is not known as, as one of the best units in the state. Um, I you know that's that's the unit I've spent the most time on. I killed my 362 uh, bull, archery bull on that unit. Uh, I helped my dad take a 384 inch bull on that unit. I've watched that unit go from being horrible to great, you know, seeing 380 bulls, a lot of 380 bulls, to today being just a, you know, a real mediocre unit. You know, you're you're probably, you're really hunting 320, 330 bulls with, if you see a 350, you're, you're doing real well. Um, and, and then I moved away. I moved to southern Utah, and all my time, in the last five years has been spent on the beaver unit. Um, I spent quite a lot of time on the beaver unit and it's got some giant bulls on it. I, if, if I, if I had points or, or whatever, I would be looking at the beaver unit. Um, but there's other great units in the state, you know, the Boulder, the San Juan obviously is famous and well known. So you've been out on the Southwest desert at all? Very little, a little bit for, Little bit for uh, mule deer, but but hardly spent any time out there for elk. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. From what I hear, it's um, pretty thick uh, pinion juniper. It's obviously lower in elevation, and um, the elk, the certainly the archery elk hunt out there can be a little sporadic. Maybe the last few days get some bugling, but kind of hit or miss. Um, you know, it sounds like the beaver you know, is a pretty darn good unit. Um, it's always seems to be mentioned in the top five or certainly, you know, top three to five. Um, and, uh, so it's, it's interesting, um, with 16 points myself, I'm still kind of on the fence where I'm going to try and draw. And, um, you know, one of the challenges, like I've talked in previous podcasts, uh, I did a couple episodes with, uh, Adam Bronson and with a trail Kreitzer um, that turned out, each of them turned out to be two-part series, um, so four episodes total, talking about the uh, units there. And one of the things that's hard for me to to want to bite off on is like the archery hunt. Um, you, you know, you've got your spike and cow and, and archery deer in most of those units right at the same time. I want to say maybe the last week that, you know, you have it to yourself, but um, usually that's a lot of people in the field. Um, so it, it, it definitely makes it a challenge. Um, I think to go out there if they're not really bugling very well. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah, the, the, the archery deer hunt, um, the spike, uh, archery hunt is most all these units in the state, they're all going on at the same time. So you're, you're competing with guys that <clears throat> aren't chasing them giant bulls, um, the, the season dates in Utah are, are not favorable for archery. You know, they, they start that thing so early and, and really the last five days, you know, is, is really the good, good week of the hunt. And it, it makes it a tough archery hunt in Utah. It really does. I, I wish they'd shove it back, you know, even, even a week, you know, push it back a week and, and uh, give it, give them a little more time in the rut for sure. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about this um, video, the Giant Bull uh, Fish Lake, uh, Utah. It looks like it was last season, and a guy shoots a really nice bull out in a sagebrush park. Um, uh, tell me about that hunt and and um, about that experience. Oh, okay. Um, so, so a few years ago, I uh, you know I used to uh, I don't do it so much anymore, but I. I used to advertise that I'd go out and film hunts, and luckily enough, I've I've made some connections with some some people in in Utah that um, they pretty well uh, lock me up every year for, for for some elk hunts. And one of those guys' name's Bob Thomas, and he owns the uh, Johnson Mountain Ranch, the CWM C 
CWMU Ranch there in, in central Utah. It's on the Fish Lake unit. And so each year I go out there with him, and um, he doesn't sell the tags. He just brings in, you know, close friends or business partners or things like that to to the ranch, and I get to spend uh, 10 days out there with them, and um, I film elk hunts every day. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's a pretty good time. Uh, they take good care of me, and uh, it's a pretty neat. It's a. It's not a high fence ranch. It's a. It's a CWMU, so the the elk are free to come and go as they as they please. But you know the public land pressure uh, does shove quite a few elk down onto this uh, property, this private property. And uh, a year ago we seen that bull. Uh, it's an inline seven by seven, and uh, two of the guys that were there hunting that year missed him. On, on two different days and you know these, these these guys don't spend a lot of time like you and I looking at elk and and uh, I just as soon as I seen that bull I was like wow he, he's special you know the, the rest of these elk were like kind of just nice bulls but this this bull is, is special and anyway we, we we closed the year out in 14 without taking him and um, Bob Thomas called me up and he said, "Hey, you know, we think that bull's still, still alive." And my son, uh, I want to bring my son in on Labor Day weekend, and and I'd like you to come up and film that and see if we can't go find that bull. And anyway, we hunted for about two days, and we got into that same canyon where that bull was at a, a year ago, and and sure enough, he was right on the same side hill he, he was a year ago. So he went uh, three. 394 um yeah a book bowl he, he booked out he i don't know what ranking he went but he actually he netted out and, and made the book so yeah that's a really cool bull he's got a real bladed uh fourth point on his uh on his right side and he's just a really really neat bull he was definitely with cows too it looked like he was rutting around too he was that was labor day weekend and and you know it was one of them years we got we got a cold storm or or something and it kind of kicked the rut in you know so uh, the rut started up pretty good and and uh, and he was he was definitely chasing cows so there was another video um it was an archery mule deer video and it's labeled persistence and um you shot a really nice buck but it i think there was a buck named brutus that you were chasing and you and your son both were scouting, and tell me about um, how that hunt kind of broke down. Yeah, so so that was just this last uh, 2014 season. Me and my son both had tags, and he had the rifle tag, and uh, just do what doing what we do. You know, we go out and spend a ton of time out there all all from June, July, and August. You know, and setting trail cameras and. Uh, I switched units this year, and and you know I, I learned of some real neat water holes out here in the desert, and and was able to uh, get a trail uh, trail camera picture of, of some bucks in June that I just knew the size they were then, what they could potentially turn into, and needless to say, I I spent hours and hours and hours running trail cameras and running out there checking on them, and and. Uh, you know, we we had several deer that we were chasing in that video, and uh, actually one that wasn't a desert deer that that uh, was a giant, and he got blown out of there real quick. But we stayed after them desert deer as hard as it was, and and uh, I ended up shooting shooting one that we'd seen on trail camera that really wasn't on the top of the list, but but I was done, and I was leaving to go Labor Day weekend to go film that elk hunt actually, so. Uh, I killed that deer like three days before I left to to go film an elk hunts and and then we came back in with my son um, and he had a muzzleloader tag and we came back in there um, on the muzzleloader season and and he shot a 300 or sorry a 194 inch buck in there so golly <laughs> that's that's unbelievable he's going to be spoiled for life now huh yeah he is he is he don't even you know, when they're that age at 15, they they think they know everything. Uh, like I'm sure you know that they they're just so smart and 
one I don't know one of these one of these years he's gonna go off and hunt with his buddies and quit hunting with dad and maybe he'll maybe he'll uh, appreciate it a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> Do you also um, take him uh, spring turkey hunting because I know that's a great hunt to uh, get the kids involved. I'm really excited. Him and his best friend both drew uh, limited entry spring turkey tags this year. And I'm really excited. I don't have a tag myself, and I'm kind of glad so I can just go over there and run cameras. And I I, I intend on, on trying to make and produce a turkey hunt that uh, you haven't seen before, you know, doing a lot of aerial drone footage and, and just some real cool, uh, you know, shots with the video cameras and the dslr cameras and stuff like that and just see just have fun with it you know too and it's a fun hunt because there's no pressure you know yeah that um let's take a quick break here and i want to talk to you about some of the gear and the drones and some of the different things okay Utah Hydrographics is in the water transfer printing service and they are open to whatever you can dream up. Choose from a wide range of camo patterns, designs, and colors. Whether it's guns, bows, tools, rifle stocks, vehicles, steering wheels, fenders, dashboards, paint guns, fishing rods, cups, tripods, watches, knife grips, helmets for a local sports team or for your motorcycle, picture frames, mailbox, animal skulls, you name it, they can probably do it. Utah Hydrographics loves taking things that are general looking and turns them into something that looks fantastic and eye-popping. Give them a call and see what they can do for you and receive up to a 10% discount by using the J. Scott 16 promo code. Visit them at utahhydrographics.com or on Instagram at Utah Hydrographics. Whether you are interested in elk, deer, antelope, bighorn sheep, or moose, Western Hunter and Elk Hunter magazines will bring the adventure to your mailbox. These publications feature articles on the finest hunting gear, tips and tactics from experienced hunters, field judging trophies, glassing techniques, calling strategies, and much more. To become a more knowledgeable and skilled hunter, subscribe today. Go to westernhunter.net forward slash jscott and enter your email address for a chance to win a $1,500 credit towards any Swarovski product. So Kelly, yeah, let's dive into um, some gear that you use uh, in your filming. I noticed uh, on your website you say that you use a Canon uh, G30. I actually have a G10 and really like the G10. I've had it for oh, I've had it since 2010, and um, curious about the camera that you use and why you use that camera and what you like about it. Um, tell me about your gear. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, that's my that's my go-to camera. You know, uh, that Canon G30 is a it's just a great camera. It's got a good you know 20 times optical zoom on it, and and it's just built. I mean, I I've drugged that camera through through a lot, and it just doesn't seem to to ever you know have, want to break or anything like that. And I don't know out west, you'll you'll probably agree with me, Jay. You do a lot of filming yourself, and you know, don't get me wrong. I get I get the DSLR and the depth of field of view and the, and the cool shots you can get, the cinematography shots you can get with a DSLR camera. And I have them. I take them with me. But but when I'm grabbing a camera, I'm grabbing that camera because there's just nothing as quick or or just to to make sure you get that shot as having that camera out there. So that's my go-to camera. Um, I really love the A6000, the Sony A6000, um, for for my uh, mirrorless camera for photo for photography and and some of them cinematic shots. Um, I use I, that. So I've got a question specifically about mirrorless. Um, when did you make the switch to mirrorless, and you know, kind of what are the benefits that you that you can see from your images with an, a mirrorless camera? Yeah, so I, I, I had a Canon before. I've always been a Canon guy, and I I had a Canon T3i, I believe it was, and I sold that last Christmas. And for Christmas, I got the Sony A6000. And and it, it basically, it was size. You know, we just start 
carrying so much stuff all the time with us <laughs> that it's uh you know it's cumbersome and that that camera is so small but yet has has you know 24 megapixel it's got a great you know 1080p now they come out this year with one i'm got my eyeball on it's an a6300 that's a 4k uh, video camera and uh Honestly, what I love, and I'm kind of letting out a little secret here of of, of my videoing, but uh, Sony has the option that you can put apps on your camera, just like on your phone. And you literally can go in there and click on an app for time lapse, and you can set up a, a sunset, sunrise, a cloud time lapse, and it takes it, it, it just does it for you. It sets all the settings in the camera. It takes, you know, 250 photos and throws it into an eight-second video clip, and it's already in a video clip and done. You don't have to worry about all the photos and, and post-editing and all that stuff. It's just in an eight-second clip when you're done, and, and I love it. I love that camera. So, so that's the A6000? Mm-hmm. And, um, okay, that's really cool. So, in other words, you don't have to be... I mean, I'm not a camera genius, so one of the benefits is you can get this app and it, it does a lot of the work for you. Right, yeah. So with, you know, with the old school DSLRs and things, you needed a remote, you know, a remote uh, timer to, to be able to set the camera up to take the photos without you sitting there pressing the shutter button. And this camera does all that for you. You know, it's just, it's just an amazing little camera. So. Does it also shoot video? Yeah. Yep. How's the video? It's it's great. It shoots 1080p with you know 60 frames a second, and uh, you know all the way down to 24 frames a second, and it shoots amazing video. It, it is a interchangeable lens camera, you know, so you know you can you can do wide wide angle lenses on there, or you can do the telephoto lenses on it as well. So, so it uses the aftermarket lenses. Right, like like you could put, the, could you put a big Canon lens on it, or only Sony lens? No, you can put a. You you need an adapter from uh, Canon to the Sony uh, E mount lens, uh, but they make an adapter for about three hundred bucks, and you can you can use the you uh, Sony Nikon, you know the Tamron stuff, any of that you can put on there and and use that adapter and and run it into that camera. So right now I have an EOS Rebel SL1, which I think is real comparable to the T3, was it the T3i that you had? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's pretty much the same camera. So what's your, and uh, I guess where I'm going with that is I have a 1 to 400, um, the new Canon, um, you know, big lens. So you're saying with this A6000 uh, with the E-mount, um, I could mount that 1 to 400 uh, Canon lens on this camera? You can, and and so the Sony is an is a crop centered lens, and so what that means is if you're if you're shooting a 100 to 400 millimeter lens, that crop sensor will will be about 1.4, I believe. Hopefully I'm not wrong. Uh, crop factor. So that that lens you're shooting with would now be. I got to run the calculator here real quick. 100 times 1.4, 140 millimeter to almost 600. Wow. You know That's, how big, uh, you know how big that is in the in the <laughs> big wide open Western United States. <laughs> Yeah, that that could be pretty sweet. Uh, I've got a friend, um, Russ Jacoby, um, and a guy named Trent Swanson. Trent just switched over to the mirrorless camera. I'm not sure which one he bought, but he he loves his camera, so that um, that's interesting. So all your still photography is with your mirrorless. It is. Yep, that's the one I use. And then you know, like it, like you said uh, on my website there. You know, I've got the I've got some drones. Uh, I don't use them for hunting. I just use them for c- cinematic shots. You know, out there, the scenic shots and and things like that, or, or you know, you know, flying over 
my son, you know, I've got ideas of flying it over my son and, and his friend out there turkey hunting, you know, while they're walking up the up the road or, or you know, just flying over, just giving people the, and if you've watched some of my lion hunts, you've seen the, you've seen the drone footage. Yeah, or like the truck driving in yeah, in the, a real scenic spot. It makes for a really cool shot. Well, then people can get a grasp too. I think it, it makes them realize how big the country is, you know, and, and how how vast and, and to go out there and find one deer, one elk or one lion or whatever in in, in country like that is, you know, it's, that's why we do it. That's why we hunt. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about your drone. Um, I, I haven't been around them very much. How long did it take you to kind of learn how to fly it and be proficient with it? You know what, Jay, they're getting to be super simple. I mean, I, I've, I've always stuck with the DJI brand and, and I, I literally, I had it out in the driveway yesterday and my, my son Bridger was there with a couple of his buddies and, and you fly it up off the ground. It locks itself into a GPS position. You set the remote control down. You don't, you, you don't even fly it. And uh, I hand the remote to one of his buddies and said, "There, here's how you go forward, and here's how you go up." And they were flying it, you know, right then and there. Now, you know, when you're trying to do, you know, three, you know, three sixties around a subject and things like that, that's a little trickier to do. But they're even coming out with, with, uh, they have an app on your phone, and they're coming out with like follow me, you know, where if you have the remote, you go into a follow me mode. And that drone, you say you park at 75 feet up in the air and, and you want it to just follow the truck going down the road, you hit that follow me mode and it follows you. Or you can do an orbit and it'll circle you. Or, That's unbelievable. So does it maintain its – so fill me in. Does it does it maintain its altitude at the same or does it if, – if, if you're going kind of up and down on some hills, does it know to go up and kind of down and or does it stay at a constant altitude? It, it stays at a constant altitude. So you kind of have to be careful. You know, you, you don't want to be 50 feet off the ground and then slam it into some trees as you're going over it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but in other words, you could program it to be however far up in the air and it just sits there, just basically hovers right there? And, and then with that tracking device, not only that, you could set your altitude and then you could put follow me and then you could go driving your truck and it would get those shots where it's like what you're talking about, where it just kind of follows you and, and it's videoing you the whole time. Yeah, whether you're in the truck or you're, you know, hiking a, a client or yourself up a hill and you just want it to follow you up the hill, as long as you have that remote in your hand where it, it knows to to follow that remote, it'll, it'll do it. I mean, that the, is incredible. The technology and two years ago, that wasn't there that this has happened in the last two years, you know, uh, of technology. So. Gotcha. That's really cool. And then do you, on the, the drone itself, is it, is it a GoPro? Is that where you're getting your video? I'm, I'm using, uh, so I'm using, a uh, inspire one and it has its own dedicated camera. Gotcha. On gotcha. But, but they have them that are GoPro. Um, there's getting there's getting to be fewer and fewer of the GoPro ones because it, it wasn't easy to do these follow me. Uh, and, and I'm getting into territory that somebody might not might know a lot more than I know about it. But it was hard to to do to get the apps to do what. Uh, the GoPro to do what the apps needed them to do. So, so they kind sure. of started going away from the GoPros and going to dedicated cameras on them. So. Okay, that's really cool. Um, what kind of tripod do you use, kind of with all of your filming and your setup and such? So, uh, I've been using uh, the Outdoorsman's tripods for, geez, I bet three years now, maybe even four years now. And they're they're an aluminum tripod. Um, they've got you know anywhere from the large legs down to the small compact legs, and they're just uh, I don't know. They're super lightweight. They're they're dang, they're dang steady. And the pan head that they have, that whether it's the micro pan head or their 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 original 
main pan head, I've found them to be, you know, as smooth and easy to, you know, easy to pan with as, as anything out there. And, and, uh, yeah, and, and, and mainly just because of the weight, you know, there again, we, we carry so much gear with us that, uh, any way I can use quality products and cut down on weight, I'm all for it. So. Absolutely. Um, what do you do? I, I know on your videos you do quite a bit of digiscoping. Um, what are you using for uh, digiscoping? So I think I started digiscoping. So I'm 41 years old, by the way. <laughs> I'm getting up there. I, I got your beat. I'm 43, so we're we're in the same generation. So I started digiscoping. I don't even know what year I started, but it was with the old handy cams, you know, that, and, and I think back in the day, Swarovski made a, an adapter that I used and you'd have to zoom in like three quarters of the way of the zoom to even get the black ring, you know, the vignetting out of, out of the picture. And anyway, I think I've been digiscoping as long as you have probably. <laughs> so, yeah. so, uh, I've went through different, I've tried it all. I've tried everything. And, uh, you know, here again, we go back to technology and when the way things have changed and PhoneScope makes a a great product that, you know, these, these iPhones or these Samsungs, I've used them both. You know, you're using 4K video, you've got 16, you know, 12 to 16 megapixel photos and, and honestly, um, they put that lens of your phone camera so close to the lens of, of your spotting scope that you know, you you might have a tiny bit of vignetting, but it's like next to none, and just a tiny bit of zoom takes it takes it away. And and uh, the you know, I mean, it it's out there. It's obvious what what kind of photos and video people are taking with these things. It's just amazing, you know. Where have where you have you? Yeah, ago, go ahead. Three years ago, you know, um, it wasn't available to people, and and. Meet, meet guys like me or you or or you know other people in the industry a few other people in the industry were were the only ones that had kind of figured it out of how to do it but now it seems like everybody's doing it so yeah it's pretty cool it's digiscoping especially with your phone has really come a long ways um it's unbelievable um how, how do you once you phone scope and get a bunch of uh, images on your phone, what is like? Do you use those images in some of your videos? And if so, how do you transfer them into uh, files where you can then use them uh, on your editing software? Okay. Um, yeah, uh, definitely I do. You know, whether they're photos or whether they're short video clips or or anything like that. Um, I'm new to the phone, the iPhone this year. I just barely switched from Samsung to to an iPhone. And the reason I loved the Samsung back in the day was, you know, they had an SD uh, card, an external SD card. And so I could throw a 64 gigabyte SD card in that phone and, and only have a 16 gigabyte internal memory. And I could just pull that card out go dump the card on my computer and and uh and transfer everything over that way which made it real slick um but with the iPhone you know just just you know plugging it in with the USB port drive and then I use a I use Dropbox is what I use and that way I can I can share you know between computers uh between my phone and everything all my photos and short video clips and things like that, all on on a Dropbox uh, program. So. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Well, that's um, that's awesome. Uh, we've covered a lot of ground today, and I think the listeners are going to love to hear about you know some of the gear and sets that you use, and um, like to give you a chance to. Um, tell people where they can find you. Um, obviously, iVideo Wildlife is your website, um, but uh, maybe Instagram and some of the different ways that people can uh, find you and, and learn about this uh, uh, this raffle, this drawing that you're doing. And uh, so I'm going to give you a chance to do that. Okay, yeah. So 
Yeah, the website is i-videowildlife.com. Um, there's a subscription uh, page in there. You can go in there. It's free of charge. You know, we don't charge you anything. You can go in there and subscribe to the website and uh, definitely subscribe and check out the Our Obsessions page is where I share, you know, our obsessions, all of all of the hunting stories and videos and, and great things that, that we all find. And, yeah, we have the, the hunt giveaways. We have the monthly giveaways on the website. There, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on on that website. Um, Instagram is just iVideoWildlife on Instagram. Um, same with Facebook. It's iVideoWildlife on Facebook. And the YouTube channel is iVideoWildlife and then Kelly Cox on YouTube. So appreciate you guys following. That's awesome, Kelly. I really appreciate your time today. And uh, uh, good luck this uh, spring with your son and his turkey hunts. I know you're going to be excited, and I'll look forward to seeing the, the film of that. And uh, thanks for sharing your your uh, knowledge with us. And um, God bless you, and uh, I look forward to meeting you one of these days. For sure. Thank you, Jay. All right, buddy. Sounds good. Take care. Okay. Have you guys heard about PhoneScope? PhoneScope is a privately held company that makes custom-molded, precisely engineered smartphone digiscoping adapters. Photographing wildlife has never been easier. Take digiscoping photos and videos from your smartphone and share them with your friends. PhoneScope stands behind their product with a 100% money-back guarantee. PhoneScope is the future of digiscoping. Get yours now. Use the JSCOT16 promo code and receive 10% discount on all purchases. Check them out at Phonescope, that's P-H-O-N-E-S-K-O-P-E dot com, or on Instagram, at Phonescope. Wilderness Athlete is committed to improving the health and quality of life for the outdoor athlete by providing field-tested, scientifically validated nutrition and sports performance products. Check them out at WildernessAthlete.com and use the J. Scott promo code to receive 10% off any order in February 2016.